Buckle up, buttercups. We got another busy, busy, bustling week in the cosmos. And I'm going to break down how it's going to affect us, if I could even articulate it, because Mercury's in Pisces and it's a struggle right now, and what we can do with this energy. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy, your cosmic consultant, your high vibe hype woman. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic RX Radio. This is your weekly energy report. How the heck are we? My baddies. Saturn is officially in Pisces. Who felt it? The day Saturn moved into Pisces, March 7th, was surreal for me. I felt like I was floating. I felt like really like, woo, moving through life. I also did have a little bit of anxiety. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I, my moon's in Pisces and early degrees, and I felt the shift and the full moon. It was beautiful. I had some great full circle moments, got some great news, but that's at the end of the day. Kind of the first half of the day, I was just like, I could feel like some Saturnian things coming up, just being hard on myself or just a restless, like, unease. I was like, ooh, okay. So I did some self-care did some journaling, also took accountability for some things that maybe I was procrastinating on. These are all things that Saturn loves that we're going to talk about over and over again on this podcast as we continue to sit with great reverence for our teacher Saturn and, and where Saturn is going to be affecting our lives based on where it just moved on our chart. Like no matter what, whether you're out of your Saturn return, entering it, whatever's happening, Saturn is always going to affect us. I remember doing a reading for someone. They're like, okay, great. My Saturn return's over. I'm, I'm done with Saturn. And I was like, uh, it's just more shifting now into a different part of your chart. And maybe we won't feel it as direct. It's like the Saturn return is, you know, we get that. We're in the front row of Saturn's classroom. They notice when we're dozing off. They put us in the hot seat for the questions. But we're, we're still in Saturn's classroom always. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to warn you, this episode I already know is just going to be a little rambly because with so many Piscean planets in the sky, I'm just, I have my outline, my Virgo outline, but I could feel like my Pisces moon was like, let's just jam, let's just jam and see what happens. Obviously, there's the loose structure we always follow, so we're not here for like five hours, but let's just jam. So I hope you're okay with that. I'm just going to kind of trust my intuition on that today. And before we get into all of that, my Virgo announcements, one, I am so incredibly hyped for the Saturn Return workshop. Well, I'm calling it, it's Saturn Return, you know, how to not just survive, but thrive, you know, this big transit. We also are going to be covering a lot about Saturn and Pisces. So this is primarily if you are in your first, second, or God bless you, your third Saturn Return. And obviously, a lot of the material I'm covering is going to be very geared to the first Saturn return just because it's your first one. So it's a big one. We always remember our first. But it's like this first Saturn return is truly a big 
awakening, a big astrological rite of passage. They all are. But, you know, we step into sort of understanding our, our childhood selves and any false pretenses, any false layers we put up on ourselves. And we're really asked to kind of stand on our own two feet and really own who we are in an authentic way during that first return. And it's a lot. So that will be really fun to dive into because even though the Saturn return gets very maligned on the internet, I'm very grateful for mine. And I have a lot of feedback from my clients and our community members who just finished their Saturn return. And they have some great just words of wisdom um, that I'll be sharing there. In addition to like everything from how it's going to be affecting your chart, how to work with it, self-care, journal prompts, understanding how to go a little deeper into the astrology of your Saturn return if you want, and also how to work with Saturn return on a spiritual level, some rituals, some understanding of the energetics of what's happening so we can just be in that alignment. Saturn return isn't here to punish you. It's a portal. And so definitely if you're Saturn return baby, like your first Saturn return, 1993 babies, you know, that kind of 93 to 96 time period, this is going to be huge for you. Um, we also have the 1964 cohort. I will have information for you, of course, because this is your rite of passage into really being like a mentor, a youthful elder, but still someone who's here to guide others. And if you don't have any of that, but you have very significant Pisces planets, like me, your moon or your sun or your rising, Venus, North Node, and you're like, I just kind of want to understand the 411 on Saturn and Pisces in a more in-depth way that we can get on the podcast, or if you want to ask some questions at the end, come on down. The live workshop is this Saturday, March 11th. It's at 11 a.m. Eastern time. It will be recorded, and we will sell the replay, but if you register in advance, you, you get the replay, you get the slides sent to you. And if you can make it live, we're going to definitely have some interactive components at the end. So I'm just saying all of that because I'm really excited. Saturn and I used to be not, we were not on the best of terms, but now I think we're besties, or at least I deeply respect Saturn and they tolerate me. So I'm excited to share that wisdom. Also, a lot of you were DMing and asking about Cosmic Boss Conscious Leadership Program. This is going to be kicking off this April, but we're going to have a really juicy early bird enrollment special at the end of this month. So if you want to be the first to know about that, um, we won't be advertising that anywhere. That'll just be if you're on the wait list on the email. So go put your information there. This is for you if you want to spend six months deeply immersed in understanding astrology, but also different styles of coaching that I use to really help you understand who you are, how to live your most soul-aligned life, especially in your business, in your art, in your offerings. And it's it's for you if you already are an online entrepreneur or an entrepreneur and you just want support in showing up in a bigger way, in scaling your current offerings, but with grace and ease, not like stress and strain and, and hustle. Or it's for you if you're just been doing something on your own for a while and you're ready to take it to a group and get some accountability, get some hype, get some cheerleading, get some different feedback. And it's also for you if you're just someone who's maybe in a full-time job, but you want to kind of explore something that's like a side part of you, a creative offering, a spiritual offering. And you just, how do we have the structure to bring that out in the world? How do we have the focus? How do we have the follow through? 
Basically, I'm here for the heart-centered leaders. I'm here for helping you realize who you are, not who the world wants you to be. And we get to do it in this really amazing group. And we do trainings twice a month based on astrological archetypes and, and other modalities. And then we have two calls a month that are live coaching where you get to ask me any question about your birth chart, about your offering, about life, about setting boundaries around talking to ghosts around like cohabitating with your partner. It's just a really delicious space. And just some of the, you know, as we wrap up uh, the cohort that began in October, it brings me to tears. We have these mastermind calls and anyone who's listening who's in the Cosmic Boss knows like I have cried on multiple of them because it's just really cool to see what happens when someone is given just enough space to remember who they are, to connect into themselves and to have a space where they feel safe and empowered and celebrated and just free and liberated to either process things or to put themselves out there in a bigger way. It's truly magic. It is, it's, it's such an amazing program. So if you want to get in on it, you want to be the first to know and you like them deals, baby, then get on the wait list. So we have the Saturn Return Workshop this weekend. We have Cosmic Boss, Early Bird Enrollment, wait list. Sign up for that. And besides that, you know, I just love you. I love you guys. I'm, I'm so grateful for you. Truly, like, I don't know what I would do without all of you. I mean, having the space to talk and process because it really goes two ways where it's really helped me have a space. I'm not a big writer. I'm working on it. Saturn and Pisces, that's part of my Saturn and Pisces medicine is to sit down and write more consistently. But having this podcast and a place just to share all the musings and to connect all the cosmic dots that I'm seeing has helped me really have more space and openness um, in my brain for other things. And it's really helped me connect with just all of you, like thousands, tens of thousands of you that I wasn't totally sure if we existed. <laughs> I thought it we might, but it was more of a hypothesis. It was something I had to test. And so now you know, we're entering season three of this podcast later this month with Aries season. And it was so cool to just kind of take a leap of faith and be like, I think my people are out there. And I think I have a lot to learn from them. And I think it's going to feel really good to connect with them. But I'm not really sure. And anyone who's just starting who wants to do something this Saturn and Pisces, anyone who's tempted, teased by the Cosmic Boss program, anyone who's just sitting there and being like, mm, I'm, fe I'm feeling called to do something, but it's out of my comfort zone. I'm just going to say, please take those steps to start to do it. Especially with Saturn and Pisces, it's going to ask a lot of you creative folks, us creative folks, you spiritual folks, us spiritual folks to do the thing that we really don't want to do. The thing that seems really scary, the thing that makes kind of our soul recoil and like, ooh, or not our soul, our soul knows the way, but like that inner part of your belly, like, oh, that's so scary because that is how we really step into our power and how we understand and embrace our potential. And it's how we kind of find our edge and in that edge, we get to expand out, right? And so I say this because I've told you many times, but the first few episodes of this podcast I recorded, Ask Audrey. They were not good. Just deleted it. We like literally had to walk away for a few months because I was like, that was really cringy and painful and word salad. And, and so I did have to wait, you know, until I felt the structure, until I got the download, until we did it right. We hired our amazing production team, very Saturnian. But yeah, I'm just saying all that because thank you. And to thank you all for listening and for being here and to also empower you through this Saturn and Pisces, through this Pluto and Aquarius 
through these next few years. In the third season of the podcast, we're going to be doing a little bonus, some bonus sessions for you. I have to decide on the exact format. I'm thinking once a month because that's probably realistic for me. But we want to do once a month drop on just something about your chart. I know there's so many ways to look at astrology. There's who you are and understanding your chart and having that validation and that articulation of you. There's also the astrology of your cycles and the phases you go through and, and how do you have this to you know, time and and understand and contextualize your life. And then there's the astrology of the larger, the collective and the waves and the movements we go through. And again, like helping to understand it and understand our historical assignment and what's coming. And on this podcast, you can only get into so much. And I also just love the astrology of like living out your purpose. So I'm going to be doing just some episodes that are just going to be on like 101s on like the sun sign, the moon sign, the house systems, because I have a lot to say about them. I've studied under, I've had the privilege of studying under some of the greatest living astrology minds, I would say, of our lifetime. I read about astrology constantly. I'm constantly like turning it in my brain like a Rubik's Cube. And I also study a lot from esoteric and shamanic astrology and this astrology, also looking at a lot of people who are looking at astrology through like the lens of like decolonizing astrology and, and what are the things that we have to unlearn and relearn about the way we've been taught it. So I'm going to try and synthesize that down into little episodes. Obviously, if you join a program like Cosmic Boss, you really get to hear me wax on um, <laughs> about that. But I do want to commit to just doing, I'm thinking a monthly drop for right now, just on a little quick hit, like the 101s to understanding, yeah, more of like the elements and the mechanics and the um, archetypes in your chart. And that's my thank you to you because I just want to continue to empower and encourage and inspire and excite you all and have these interesting conversations. And as we go into Saturn and Pisces, it is going to be important for us to have real form, real structure behind our beliefs and behind our spiritual selves and to really understand who we are beyond a shadow of a doubt, because that's for all of us. As Saturn moves into Pisces, I want us all to become, especially if you are a Pisces, is really like the self-realization, this understanding of who you are and getting so clear on it, even the things you can't articulate, but just feeling them and really like anchoring into that is going to be so important. And tools for understanding who we are and how we ground and how we center and how we show up. It's going to be everything. So, like I said, a rambly episode we have here, my dear. Um, we're like 20 minutes in and I haven't even gone to the baddie bundle winner. So let's talk about the baddie bundle winner. I love this one. A short and sweet um, reading. It's like they knew. It's like they knew I was going to be rambling this morning. This week's winner of three months to our Cosmic RX Plus Premium community, where you get access to our super amazing, engaged, like badass community. But you get the moon guides I write every month. You get access to live new moon, full moon calls. And you get special discounts on like other webinar uh, workshops and events that we do. So to this person, congrats, you won this. All boat, no paddles. <laughs> I love that name. All Boat No Paddle says, love my weekly energy reports. I have learned so much about my chart and feel like she is a friend. Thanks, Maddie. Oh, that is so sweet. And I feel like you're my friend too. I love, I I, I keep saying it, but I just love, I love all of you. I love the parasocial relationships and the real social relationships that we have and just like this amazing connection. 
So come on down, slide to the DMs of the Cosmic RX, and we will send you that code. And if you want to be like all boat, no paddles, consider taking the time to leave a review, to leave a rating. I also love your, like, if you want to leave it on Spotify, screenshot it, DM it to us, the Cosmic RX. If you leave it on iTunes, some of your reviews are like, all of them are, they are like poetry. They are hilarious. They just really show off why I love you all so much. So yes, leaving that review. Let's talk about if the astrology is in real moments from the last week. So damn, this is one of those weeks where I had way too much to talk about. I'm going to like one, I think next week or the week after I'm going to do a big episode on Pluto and Aquarius because I do want us to understand some of the themes. We're only getting the two month teaser, but it's going to be important. It's going to be a really important like trailer for what's to come in 2024, November 2024 of all times, election time, aye, aye, aye. There's a lot that I'm going to like kind of shelf to that episode, but something that I want us to think about, we've seen a lot of news this week that really speaks to the Saturn and Pisces like thesis statement that's being presented to us that we're going to really have to understand and be present for that's going to inform the revolutionary aspects of Pluto and Aquarius. So if you look back into other Pluto and Aquarius cycles, the Industrial Revolution, the French Revolution, there's always revolution attached to it, like on the world stage in history books. And um, especially French Revolution, I think about just this time of people being fed up, fed up on, on all levels, right? But especially just overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated, the uh, rights being taken away. And there's something, again, this will all go deeper to this in Pluto Aquarius. You're like, Maddie, these are very reductive notes of <laughs> the French Revolution. But, you know, the whole Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. Like what we're sort of seeing now is, and we have been seeing it for a while, is um, a few things. There's been inflation and things in the economy and that the 1%, we saw that in the beginning of Pluto and Capricorn, Occupy Wall Street, the 1% that really became in our everyday vernacular. And nothing's changed. And in fact, it's gotten worse, right? So Pluto and Aquarius is going to have us dealing with that. Pluto and Aquarius is going to have us dealing with two like uh, representatives and politicians who are not reflecting the beliefs, the ideologies, the values of their constituents. I am holding, I'm staying curious to all of these transits, but I am holding Pluto and Aquarius. I'm holding it in a highlight, like in my altar, in my spiritual work. I'm like, I'm open to this bringing in a revolution, especially to bring in more equity, more inclusivity, and more of the things that we've been talking about during Saturn and Aquarius into real life and into more um, having more leadership, right? from people who were previously marginalized or oppressed, bringing back indigenous leadership, wisdom, bringing that back into the conversation because Pluto and Aquarius wants to also really protect the earth. And we need to look to people who've been protecting the earth since before we got to this country, got to this land, right? And Pluto and Aquarius is going to bring a lot of shifts. But as we know, that creation, that new life only really comes from things being pretty fucking bad in terms of like breaking down, right? Like we have to break down to build up again. And then what looking at other Saturn and Pisces cycles and Pluto and Aquarius cycles have taught me is that Saturn and Pisces is going to bring on some levels, I think such great 
opportunities for us to to really bring our spirituality more into our everyday lives, to have more opportunities for different types of healing art, to sort of wake up from disenchantment, disillusionment, and really do something with that and really build this dream we've been talking about really from the bottom up, really put some action steps behind it. But what Saturn and Pisces is also going to do is further the divide between this like, like the religious right, radical right, this whole like, God, just like this whole kind of like this separation of church and state. It's been very ooey gooey in the lines of that, a little blurry from the get go, but that's gotten really blurry over the last few years. So I'm just saying all that because this week we saw specifically Tennessee. We just saw like um, this week a bill that was passed that is just really devastating to marriage equality. And then we saw that anti-drag bill. And, you know, there was one headline I saw on NPR. It was like the anti-drag bill sweeping the U.S. are straight from history's playbook, meaning that, like, there's always been this part of, like, legislators wanting to police gender expression in public spaces. And we are really being shown just the hypocrisy in this, right? Like, I'm sure a lot of you saw it went viral, but Jon Stewart had a great interview. St. Hoax, a girl has no president. I'll post it. You can go find it there this week where, you know, legislators are trying to pull the old shuck and jive of like, this is to protect the children. We have a moral obligation. And he really stopped this guy right in his tracks and was like, first of all, no. Um, because what did you say? You want to protect the children? Okay, then let's talk about gun control, right? Also, don't you, as like the GOP, believe in more like free speech? <laughs> this is always what you guys are rallying on about. Um, but we know it's just everything. It's homophobia, it's racism, it's ableism, it's sexism. It's all these things that they just put in in this bundle and they put this fear into people, especially about children as a way of policing, especially gender in this case. But we know that policing gender and this concept of like criminalizing drag shows is also deeply rooted in racism. We know that. And it is transphobia. It just, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I'm bringing all this up because Saturn and Pisces is going to continue to probably show us this, this divide of like this concept of people putting things out there and trying to put this like moral um, sort of like fear, fear of God, this like religion aspect into really legislation that should be secular. And it's so also hypocritical because like I just said, um, you know, they're not addressing gun control. They're not addressing actual members of the church who are responsible and who have had on file just so many counts of of grooming, of, of sexual assault. Like, I'm sorry, it's just, there's just so much hypocrisy happening. And also even just something down to like, pageants of little girls there's there's so there's so much that we could talk about of like the ways in which society takes advantage of children or does not protect them this is not it this is not the top of the list this is something completely different and it's just important for us all to be in that discernment that saturn and pisces right of like mm -mm, no we do not stand for that and to also like push back on it and and have conversations and and just show people and also organizations that we do not agree. And I know sometimes it can feel really big, but this is it. We're in a huge moment of change. And Saturn and Pisces, 
might show us some things where it's like, oh, this is getting worse before it gets better. That is true, but we also have to hold the faith, Saturn and Pisces, hold our faith. That is it. And also get really clear on what our faith is. Is our faith in some sense of like rules from a church that was maybe not necessarily in alignment with our values anymore? And can we still have a relationship with the divine and with spirit and with our community that feels a little different, that feels a little bit more true to ourselves, that feels like it actually is bringing more peace and healing for all? Because we know so many of these religious organizations actually just seek to take away power, to take away love, to take away inclusivity and community and belonging from so many people. And Oh, that's on that. Wow. I said rambly episode and I was not lying. And also that just kind of brings into the news also everything that happened with Walgreens this week. If you missed it, Walgreens, there's been a call for boycotts because uh, Walgreens refused to dispense abortion pills in some states and even some states where it is um, legal. But this is, you know, in states where Republican attorney generals told the pharmacy not to. That's fucked up. So this is now calling against a huge like national boycott. I think Michael Moore has been one of the very public voices behind it. It's just, again, this is Saturn and Pisces is going to bring up a lot around our beliefs and our body. And this is now where sometimes voting and politics, I get it, like elections only come up so often. We feel like we're screaming. We feel like we're in the streets. We feel like we're tweeting. We're doing all the things. We're writing our senators. Sometimes I get that. That's why I love business as a force of change in the world, because I just think, oof, it's so impactful, right? Like how we spend our money, the cultures we create behind the businesses that we get to run, who is the leadership in business, like that, I think, especially for a country, is less of a country and more of kind of like a corporation that thinks it's a church. This is how we affect change. So this Walgreens boycott, I encourage you all to do your own research on it. But, you know, I had never gone deep in on Walgreens research, but this made me do it. And Walgreens, yes, they're a Gemini. So there's some Mars and Gemini things happening here. But, oh, no, sorry, they're not a Gemini. Tennessee is a Gemini. Tennessee is a Gemini. Walgreens, like, I didn't realize it, but the company was found by a federal jury to have substantially contributed to the opioid crisis. And this was years ago. And I'd never heard of this. So I was like, mm, okay. And this is part of like Saturn and Pisces. Pisces is going to have a lot to do with the pharmaceutical world. We're going to see a lot of karma, a lot of rules, a lot of restrictions around pharmaceutical companies, around marijuana, around psychedelics. And so I just wanted to put this out there of like Saturn is a time to hold people accountable. So I don't know. Do your own research. I don't use Walgreens in general, but I will be definitely doing some research and purposely probably not supporting them. And just, again, continuing to stay open and conscious as a consumer is going to be really important for all of us as we go into these big significant moments of change in our society. So anyway, let's talk about the moon. I had some other astrologies and real moments, and I didn't want to like pack this episode too big. So go check out our TikTok, The Cosmic Rx. I did some videos on, on a very <laughs> completely different note than what I was just talking about. But this week in the news, we saw a lot about or pop culture news, a lot about like Hailey Bieber and Selena and Justin. I don't really follow or understand a lot about Hailey Bieber, but whenever something happens in pop culture moments, that's the archetypal energy, right? That's like back in the day, 
societies and civilizations learned about the energies around them through archetypal energy, right? Aphrodite, okay, cool, I understand what's happening there. Athena, I get it, okay, awesome. There's something about people in pop culture, I think that really give us a lot to understand about how to work with the current energy, how to understand it or interpret it. Just watch some of those videos if you want some understanding on the Saturn in Pisces and what it means, especially for mutable signs, and also a little bit of an understanding of what happens and what begins to happen with your nodal opposition. Now, I wish everyone in this the best of luck. I don't really understand everyone in Hollywood. I always feel kind of bad for on some level because there just feels like a level of their lives they do not control or own. And I, I really am speaking to you, Justin Bieber, on this. I think Justin's about to step in his Saturn return or is in his Saturn return now. And I think it's going to bring up a lot from the extreme loss of innocence that he had or the lack of a childhood, lack of innocence he had. Anyway, I'll be continuing to update you on that. I'm going to put some stuff on TikTok just to keep like these episodes. I should eventually, I'm like, I would love to just do a daily show about astrology and the news and pop culture because there's so much happening. But anyway, let's talk about the moon and let's talk about now back to you. The rest of the episode is going to be now very on the micro, on my baddies, on what we can do, what we need to really support you and to feel just understanding how to ground, how to center ourselves. So the moon report, we always talk about as a way of understanding what our emotional needs will be throughout the week. How can we tune in with ourselves, understand what we need, what we're going through, contextualize it, articulate it, and really take the appropriate self-care steps to being in that place of centering, right, of self-regulating. And I'm going to say with the astrology of March, it may feel really disruptive to our nervous systems. There's just a lot happening. And we've been in sort of mellow astrology for a while. So I'm going to say that if you haven't done your <clears throat> moon work or you're just getting to know your moon or, or maybe you've been doing it for a while, this is going to be a month to really commit to your moon, to really commit to understanding your moon and, and what it needs and how it reacts and what you need to feel in that like centering of self and what that moon self-care is for you. And then just pay attention to what's going on with the moon in, in the sky. Okay. So on that note, on the day this podcast comes out, we have a moon in Libra day. Pisces, sun, Libra moon is harmonious. It's artistic. It's creative. It feels like flowing energy to me. It does, even with Saturn there. There's a lot of flow. And just like, it might be a time on Friday, it's Venus Day. Do something that feels beautiful to you. Like go walk through like a bookstore or a gallery or do something in the day, even if it's just on your way home from work, going to a flower shop. Like there's something about immersing yourself in beauty just for beauty's sake, for what that does to you, that feels really beautiful. We're going to look out for just people pleasing or not being direct in our communications of what we need that day, because sometimes Pisces and Libra are two signs that tend to put other people's needs before their own. And then as we move into the evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time, the moon moves into Scorpio, and that stays there through basically Sunday night, really, really early Monday morning while we're sleeping. So Pisces, Sun, Scorpio, Moon weekend. Ooh, honey, bust out the tarot cards. Pay attention to your intuition. The psychic messages will probably be popping off. Keep that dream journal if you haven't started one already this Pisces season because you're going deep. You are really living in the cosmic consciousness space this weekend. Really tapped into the 
unseen realms. And I love this because this is also the weekend of our Saturn return workshop. And we are going to be doing some stuff that is a little bit more like spiritual, ritual oriented during that. And this is a great weekend for that, for for remembering your energy body, doing an energy healing, clearing, getting acupuncture, getting Reiki, going to like a sound bath or listening to one on YouTube. Like this is a weekend to remember like, oh yeah, we are just like these molecules and we are water and we are energy. And how do I like maintain and clear all of that stuff that I can't see that gathers on me? And how can I release that a little bit this weekend? That feels really good. Things we're going to look out for. Oh my goodness, just, I don't even know. Going into like maybe victim mindset slash paranoia, everyone's out to get me. Just a little bit of that may come up with those two signs. So just have discernment. If you really get a suspicion or start feeling in that space, maybe wait till like Monday or Tuesday to address it when you're kind of cleared out of the double water energy. Because then on Monday, Basically, you know, early, early, early in the morning, the moon moves into Sagittarius and that stays there all of Tuesday and Wednesday morning till 8 a.m. Eastern time. And Pisces, sun, Sag, moon, it's mutable. We're feeling creative. We're feeling lit up. You might feel really in touch with that inner visionary. You might get lit up by some either new ideas or like newer maybe solutions to a a bigger idea you've been working on. This is a great day to like envision, think about the bigger picture, but also make art, be creative, put something out there that is just like letting something move through you. Letting something cosmic and creative move through you during these days is going to feel really good. An outlet for that energy is kind of what I'm picking up on. And again, like dropping into art, maybe from different cultures, going to an exhibit at a museum, picking up a great, like one of those coffee table books that takes you on a deep journey of art from a different like culture, right? Like there's something about that Pisces sun, Sag moon energy that just wants to explore and experience truth and beauty and philosophy um, and also wants to like express that also. We're just to look out for being flaky as hell those days because those are two signs that like do not remember what time is, what their commitments are, what they said, where they were going to be. So we're just going to channel a little of that Saturn energy and just, just stay focused and stay impeccable with our word and our commitments on those days. And then Wednesday morning into Thursday, we have the moon in Capricorn. So we have these last few days of Pisces season, Pisces sun cap moon days. This is, again, structure to the spirituality. This is the blueprint behind the dreams, behind the spirit itself. So I always like moon and Capricorn days for anything I've been procrastinating or putting off or getting like emotionally hand wringing about. I think that's very Pisces can get very like, why do I have to do this? I don't want to. Moon and Cap, just like, just do it and get it done. It's going to feel really good just to bite the bullet and check it off the list. And so yeah, moon and Capricorn days, taking accountability for yourself, being your own zaddy. And of course, with Saturn there, I'm interested to see how that plays out. But of course, we want to look out for being too hard on ourselves, for beating ourselves up, or for having any sort of feeling that like we're running out of time. That's a myth. Just how you can tell yourself, I'm on my own divine timing. My timing's impeccable. My timing is divine. And I'm just trusting that, all right? And this will be our last few days of Pisces season. And that kind of leads me into planetary planning. Like as we go into this Pisces energy and as we sit with it, 
I'm going to really invite you all to be super compassionate with yourself and super loving and create space and spaciousness. We have a lot of planets in Pisces this week. And I want you to think about just where can I let myself wander or go off script or go off track in the name of my healing, in the name of me clearing, feeling, revealing anything that I need to so I could just go into this equinox, this rebirth that's going to happen March 20th, just not weighed down. You deserve to feel that. You deserve to feel open and clear. And sometimes Pisces season will take us on an unexpected path and our emotions will show us something, our creativity, um, we'll get spiritual signs, symbols, synchronicities, nudges from the universe. And I want you to follow that, especially like right now with Saturn there guiding us. There's something really beautiful. And the whole ingress chart for Saturn moving to Pisces really just shows me how supported we are. It was a really beautiful day. The Virgo full moon being on that Saturn in Pisces day. Um, and the Pisces, the ruler is Neptune and Jupiter and Jupiter was in Aries. There's just a lot happening in the sky that speaks to, and Venus was in Aries, about like, you've got this. Like the next two and a half, three years of this Saturn and Pisces energy is going to be reminding us like, you have everything you need inside of you, but you have to stay really true to you so you can listen, so you can tune in, so you can figure out what that is, what that even may be, right? So I want you to do that. And I want you to also think about we're wrapping up here in the last few weeks of Mars and Gemini. This is a big one, right? So Mars moves into Cancer on March 25th. And so with this last few weeks here, I want you to pay attention to the journey that started August 20th for you. What was the invitation? What was the push? We have been here for a long time. Um, so looking at that Gemini area of your chart, Mars has been this like warrior, instigator, activator, aggressor, even at times, really showing you like what maybe you desire, especially as it relates to that Gemini part of your chart and really helping you move ahead in some big way. And this may even relate to some things that started for you in May of 2020 when the North Node moved into Gemini. Maybe you saw some things that were connected to your higher path, your higher destiny line, and things were happening, but maybe it felt slow. You didn't really know how we were going to make it all happen. And, uh, you know, August 20th, Mars moved in Gemini, and it's been a ride. Mars in Gemini is a very fast moving, right? Gemini is the mind. It's our communications. It's our mercurial aspect of ourself. It's our ideas, our opinions. Nothing is faster than that, right? Like nothing is faster than being able to think something. And so Mars being in that sign has had us moving fast and it went retrograde. That was a whole thing, especially for me. And now we're in the final weeks of it. And so it's always nice to just integrate and reflect on the assignment of a transit, especially when it's long like this. So seeing in the next few weeks where you might have the invitation to finish, to cross the finish line in some way, or to push or to bring this to completion, something that began in August of this year, August 20th, and just seeing like, okay, how can I sort of show up with my own sacred action, my sacred intention to close that out? Because then we're going to go into Mars and Cancer. Oh my goodness, so many of my favorite people have Mars and Cancer. Just thinking also about my sister, baby sister, Jenny Murphy. 
that's going to bring us into like the home space, anchoring our energy, our attention, our desire, our ambition into sort of our sense of security in our home life, taking care of ourselves. And I think it's going to feel good after this long Mars and Gemini journey we've been on of like of the mind and really out in the world. But I'm just putting that out there so you can have a few weeks heads up of just what has been, right? What have been my lessons, some of my themes during this Mars Gemini? And how can I kind of use this Pisces season? How can I sort of just use this last little burst to to see where I'm being called to like, I don't want to say wrap it up because as we know, everything in life just leads to the next chapter. But yeah, sort of wrap up that part of the chapter. And in addition to the moon astrology of the week, the astrology of the week, what's going on um, in the luminaries and the larger outer planets are all very, really pushing us to understand and like have breakthroughs on the spiritual intuitive level and to understand that into words. So on March 14th, we have Mars is squaring Neptune. And this has happened three times. This is the third and final meetup between watery, dreamy Neptune and sort of communicative, clear and combative at times, uh, Mars and Gemini. So look back what was happening on October 12th and then November 19th. There's something from the pattern of these dates that will be resurfacing, coming up again and again. Why we get to use astrology is learning from that. So if you got into a fight or you rushed into something without having all the pieces of the puzzle, or again, maybe that was part one and part two of a story that's wrapping up, just understand how you can slow down, use discernment, and really just bring that into completion. And then same thing on that day, we have the Sun-Neptune conjunction. Um, This happens once a year. And this is the highlights of this day, the things I'm going to invite you to do, the do's are, oh God, this is such a day to channel your creativity, to plug into your intuition, to do a ritual, to do an energy healing, to really like open up into that spiritual self-care and to get a different perspective on like the everyday details of life. The things to look out for, I really want to protect your energy. You might feel very open. You might feel like you're absorbing other people's energy, especially this day, and you're not here to do that. Even like we want to really transmute during Saturn and Pisces, like empathy into compassion, like It's okay to feel for others, but you don't want to feel other people's things, right? And also just being mindful of like who you share company with, pay attention to like what are the things that make you feel drained that day. And and it might just be your energy showing you something larger that maybe you're like "Mm, moving on past certain people or projects and just being aware of, I'm going to say drugs, drinking, escapism, Sun and Neptune. It's like, we're already on psychedelics, like There might be a thing where you want to escape more, but I invite you to just sit, sit in meditation, sit with your tarot cards, do like a, um, you know, binaural beat meditation. That alone is enough to like, oof, send you off. And yeah, then March 16th, two days after we have Mercury, Neptune conjoins and kisses in the sky. And again, really highly intuitive times and good for like spiritual work, but confusing energy. So just look out for the scammers that day. They always come out during Mercury-Neptune conjunctions. Maybe don't make any big life decisions that day that you haven't thought out for months leading up to it. And you might just feel harder to focus. And the sun is square Mars that day too. So 
just want to slow down. Really use your words, intentionality. Slow down, slow down. There's a lot happening. Venus is also square Pluto, which can bring up shadow feelings around love and money. And just see what you can do to give these emotions healthy space to process without jumping into action or doing anything we're projecting or deflecting onto other people. And just because March 16th is a huge day, it's the day before also, Audrey, my business partner and work wife's birthday. We also have Venus moving into Taurus. So that'll be really, I think, a welcome, nice, earthy energy. I love congrats to all of you who have Venus and Taurus. It's a very bountiful, blessed placement (laughs) for your Venus sign. And I imagine this to just anchor us and ground us down with all this water energy in the sky with the Mars and Gemini the air, the mutability. Taurus is fixed earth. And when the goddess planet of love and money and aesthetics and values and pleasures moves into Taurus, we all get to open up to more of like the earthly delights, earthly pleasure, um, sensuality, security. Venus in Aries is fast moving, especially with Jupiter there, which was a ton of fun. But now you might be tired or worn out on the love front and the money front. Now Venus is really saying like, Mm, let's drop in. Let's see like where's the pleasure, where's the sweetness in this moment. I invite you to do things that connect to your five senses, do things in nature, um, make pleasure your priority. It feels really important as we move through this other astrology because when you make pleasure your priority, you're really practicing presence. And we know that so many different schools of spiritual thought can all agree on one thing is that Everything is about the power of the present moment, right? Everything, bringing yourself into present moment awareness is it. And (laughs) take it from your girl who loves pleasure and loves thinking about pleasure. I think pleasure practices are one of the greatest ways to do that, really slowing down while you're eating, right? Like doing something and connecting to all of your five senses, wearing textures and beautiful materials that just make you really drop into the moment, And just that slowing down, even seeing like how nature is here to delight you and and give you these wonderful treasures and treats. And this is a time to really like to drop into that. And of course, treat yourself a little bit. We won't go overboard, but yeah, it's a time to like eat well, drink well, feel good in your body. So Venus and Taurus really, I feel like a lot of the astrology right now is very high. It's very spiritual. It's very third eye. It's very crown chakra. But Venus and Taurus is reminding us of the root of the sacral, of the experience. Like, right, we're in this human body. Let's enjoy it. Let's be here. Let's be fully here, right? So that is, you know, a little bit on, there's a lot going on. Um, and the, the hits just keep coming as we move into, we'll enter Aries season, the spring equinox, and it's just going to be a really, really high impact, um, high like voltage, um, really electric Aries season this year. So again, I want you to see where the currents are taking you forward. We're still in all planets direct. Trust the currents. But with these last few days of Pisces season, let yourself feel, let yourself heal. Pisces season is a lot about rest and sleeping. So snag that extra snooze, extra slumber, extra naps where you can, because Pisces wants us to heal. And we know that one of the best ways to heal is to rest. So 
I'm just going to invite you all. I'm going to remind you all the importance of that over this next week. And then I'm so excited to see and hang out with so many of you at the Saturn Return Workshop this weekend. And until next week, you know what I'm doing. I'm sending you all the love. I'm wrapping you in stardust and throwing up those prayers for big, fat, juicy checks and hot, wild, delicious, and fulfilling sex. So until next time, love you all. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.